When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I've actually enjoyed watching the Coyotes play this week. Um, Tonight was not one of those nights for me at all. It was not an enjoyable one, but we are here for you. Thank you for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show, a.k.a. Pack Therapy, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. We already got one PD sign before you have even spoken a word. Chat, keep an eye on that. And uh, PD, this was not fun at all. Uh, you know, p- people are saying it's Dallas Stars are in first place in the Central, and they are as a good hockey team. But rewind the last two, it was the Florida Panthers and the New York Rangers, and it didn't look like that. And you just you, you just want them. We've said it. Just play hard and, and don't. They gave the game away. Like the first goal, it's on Richie's stick, and then it ends up in the net. The second goal is on Mayo's stick. It's a one on four. A one on four. There's one Dallas star in the zone, and there's four K. Mayo has, in the net. Two nothing. Third one's off of Keller's stick in the net. The 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 long pass where 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 Veggie. That's that's a pass from Lawson Kraus to JJ Moser at the point. Misses it, goes all the way down to Veggie, and Veggie figures I might as well just wait till the stars get closer. And so he like literally, so that's four. So we're saying four of the seven were on the coyote stick first. You you can't win like that. Like you can't give away the game. You can't they're not good enough to just give the other team opportunities. So sorry. <laughs> Sorry to be negative right off the hop. Yeah, um, we're we're going to go a little out of order because I want to get to your keys right away because, PD, you give out your keys for a reason for the Coyotes to follow them. Well, and yeah, hope- and I did it early in the day. Like, <laughs> and, get them out. Put them on the board in there. Quick and start. Uh, <laughs> maybe so, like, it wasn't quite there. Yeah, yeah, quick start? Quick. The, that meant for the Coyotes, not for the Stars. Maybe we should have been more clear. <laughs> the game started at 7.07. The Coyotes started at 9.05. And it was like two hours late. They showed up for this one. Like they yeah. just, just get ready. I don't know what it is. A pregame nap was a pregame meal. Not right. Was there traffic on the way to the mullet? I don't know what it was, but they were not ready to play tonight at all. And that's everybody. And, and I feel bad for Ingram got, it got hung out to dry tonight, but this team was not ready to play tonight. I don't know if they thought they were, you know, coming off the wind the other night against Florida and they just took the foot off the gas or I, I don't know, but they were not ready to play Robertson. I mean, I guess he only had two, which, <laughs> which by himself tied the Coyotes. So that's probably enough. Um, and the goaltending. Um, you said, sorry, no, you you did this. Sorry, no veggie versus, versus wedgie tonight. And there um, was. There was, just not the way we thought. So wedgie we beat skip. both goalies tonight. So wedgie beat Ingram and he beat veggie. So with the wedgie is the winner uh, 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 all, all the way around. It's just, 
it's, it's just frustrating because we know where this team is. We know where they stand. We know where they are on paper. We got all that, but they're not seven. Two. Are they seven, two? Is that where they're at? It didn't, I don't know. it didn't seem like that over the last three games. And I don't know if that was the hype of mullet and that home crowd feel. And I saw Caleb commented, it's because of the temporary visiting team locker room. Obviously that wasn't, didn't play a factor for the Dallas stars. Three and one that visiting team was on that rubber mat. Yeah. The ice. yeah. But it, somebody else said something about the goaltending. Leah, we said it on the last show, who's going to start the next game. And, and what did we say? Veggie. We said it'd be veggie. Because Veggie won and he got the win and it was Ingram. And now this is what this is what they did last year. Now what? Now who do you go to? And this goaltending rotation has been really interesting to me. We didn't know and it's fun ironic with Scott Wedgwood being in town when he came in, it was a one A, one B situation with him and Karel Vamelka. And when Connor Ingram came in, we didn't really know what we would get from him. He had a rough first game, but then had two really great games. And you thought, oh, maybe this is a 1A, 1B situation. And I've been really surprised um, by the coaching staff not necessarily choosing to ride the hot goaltender, but just going back and forth and back and forth. And I don't know if that's something that works. Like I'm not in a locker room. I'm not in a coach's office. I don't get paid to make those choices. It's just interesting to me and this is not to say veggie had a good game tonight because he also let in four or what was it Did four he on 25 yeah, yeah four on 25 so yeah it's not good enough either one no. but but they've also but, both looked good enough so right. i don't know what it is so but but again we talked about the, the turnovers and the giveaways and and that's the difference i don't think it's goaltending like i, I went yeah. back and watched the first three goals i i don't know what we're what ingram's supposed to do well, Charles I, just said it in the chat, 17 giveaways tonight. You can't do that. So that that's the bigger set. The goaltending numbers aren't good, but I don't know if I fault Ingram on these. He gave up 3-10, no, no, and, no. and they, he only had seven saves. They need to shake it up. They need to make a change. You need to give a spark to your team and going, hey, you left this guy out, out there all by himself. Do better. And, and that's what you make that change for. I don't think they were pulling him because he played poorly. They are no, just no, trying no. to get a spark up their team. And now... You go now what? And and I, I I looked at the chat. They're all over the all over the place on who should play. There's there's some for Veggie, some for Ingram. I for me, you got to make a choice here. So I'm I'm gonna say it's 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 Veggie going in DC with the start, um, the first game of the 14 game road trip. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. I promise you that. Um, but yeah, PD, you know, that first key about starting on time for the Coyotes, well, the Stars were ready. They scored a minute 30 in and a fun little nugget is they have scored first in nine of their 11 games, the Dallas Stars. So they're a team you don't want scoring first on you. They scored a minute 30 in, three minutes and 54 seconds in, Eight minutes and 42 seconds in, and then again with a minute 30 to go in that period, it was already 4 nothing after the first. There was really no coming back from it. And here's another one. Ten different Stars players in that first period had points. Ten. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> it's like, you know what, though? It, it surprised me because after seeing the um, the New York Rangers in here, I, I keep saying I think is one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, Dallas is a good team. They're not Colorado. And, and and the Coyotes have already skated with Toronto, Florida, New York. Okay, another good team. They seem to play better against good teams. So, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll keep it close. I still, you know, you still think Dallas is probably the better team, but maybe they'll keep it close. 
And when it's four nothing at the end of the first game's over, like this, this team can't score enough. They can't no. score. They can't overcome a four goal they deficit. They can't two nothing. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. They, 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 you can't find the offense on this team to, to come up with four goals. And two but even, goals. even the mental wherewithal, like if it's two nothing after one, you can, you can go in the locker room and say, you just need one to come back. You can't like, teams do it obviously but there's no coming back from that and they kind of that one was written off after the first two goals in my opinion Um, but let's check out tonight's game by the numbers Um, and it paints an interesting picture it's a little bit of a different one than what we saw because if you just look at the shots on goal 35 31 it seems okay maybe a little bit more evenly matched but I mean, we we mentioned this like, last game. The Coyotes can't be taking this many penalties. Dallas capitalized one for four on their power play. The Coyotes only had one power play opportunity, which is a bummer for a team that came into this game with a third-best power play in the National Hockey League, which is something we still can't believe. Unfortunately, they didn't get it done in this game. That little streak is broken. Um, but a fun little stat line we threw in tonight hits 37-13 to 13 Coyotes. So... I guess they were trying to keep it physical when they couldn't get on the score sheet, but I don't know. It's uh, seven to two is the one that really, you know, stands out there. Yeah, when you look at the shots on goal, one of the things that it's moderately deceiving is that third period. I mean, Dallas is up five nothing going into the third, and I'm not sure that was their best period of hockey in the third. Um, when you're up five nothing on the road, you, you kind of got that one in the bag, and you're I don't I don't want to say let yeah. up, but but you play a different style certainly. Mm-hmm. So I think there was something there, but I, this this team has given up more than 30 shots on goal in all but one of their games. The only game that they held the, the opponent under 30 was against Toronto. <laughs> they got to do better. And, and what do you, you need? You can't to play first? Toronto every night. You can't. I, although I wish you know, <laughs> Toronto fans don't want to hear it, and I know they're all listening. But we did beat Toronto. Um, so <laughs> you 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 got to limit the shots below thirty. You have to. And how do you do that? You got to hold on and maintain possession of the puck. You can't continually give the opponents more puck time, more offensive zone time, and more shots. You can't. And and so we had the we joked about it the other day when I pulled out the whiteboard saying bang it off the wall. If they banged it off the wall today, this game might have been three-two or four-two instead of seven to two. They just have to stop turning the puck over. And well, one other thing I saw tonight that, that frustrated me on that fourth goal. It's the one that went off Keller's shin pad and went in, into center ice. Might be the third. Sorry, the off his shin pad and went out to you know what a HK PD. <laughs> but you watch the the back check of the the Coyotes coming back into the zone, and you're like. Kells had him. Like Kells, Kells is has the opportunity to break up that play, and he doesn't. And we talked the other day about, you know, Keller's on when when he's playing a two hundred foot game. That's what the coach said, and I, I just I didn't see it tonight. I didn't think that was one of Keller's better games. Um, either side of the puck, it, it was just disappointing. That again, the loss isn't what I'm saying is disappointing. It's not the loss. It's giving the pucks over, turning the puck over, and I didn't see the effort through forty, and that that yeah. was the difference for me. Yeah, definitely. And what Roaring Fork said in the chat too, hits 37 to 13 means they never had the puck, which is a really good point and a really good um, read of that stat. But about the turnovers, like I was literally sitting here alone screaming at the TV, like stop passing it to the middle. Like that's again and again, it just led to turnover after turnover. We saw the Mayo turnover that led right to that goal. Like what it's what you just said. 
up the wall and out. Ice in your defensive zone. This team isn't skilled enough to make those plays through the middle of the ice out of their own end. They're just not right now. They're young and they're fragile. And hey, guess what? It's okay. It's okay to to live another day. That's what we used to call it. Get it over the blue line and live another day. Instead of throwing it through the middle of the ice, trying to make that pretty play and that pretty breakout play, um, get it off the wall. You, you get your teammates slashing in behind the opponent's defenseman, and you can still create chances off the rush. Um, doesn't mean you can't get, generate odd man rushes. You just don't turn the puck over as much. Yeah, and they and they had a couple. Like we saw Gostaspare come out of the box and get a breakaway. Um, Keller kind of had a breakaway that he then stopped. He stopped. And turned around, so that was a little strange. Um it's I don't one know. thing that watch Keller on that, and I, and I know I'm sure Clayton's listening on his drive home too. Um, <laughs> yeah, when he comes into the offensive zone, you, you see a lot of these guys now that their their goal is to drive the net. You, you drive that post, you drive the net hard with the puck and try to protect the puck and, and get to the net. Clayton's a guy that when he gets over the blue line, he cuts to the middle, like he, he cuts inside to the middle to the blue line. He wants to slow the play down. He wants the play to come by him and then make a play. Like he'll stop just inside the blue line, let his wingers drive the net and try to make a nice saucer pass to the net. He, he's going to have to get that into his bag of tricks. He's going to have to learn how to drive the net. He's going to have to protect the puck and get to the blue paint. And it's just something he hasn't done over his career. And honestly, you're just going to have to do it. Like if you want to put up the numbers that he's looking to put up and get goals, like he's trying to put up, you got to get to the blue paint and, and Keller on the rush specifically really pulls up and tries to slow things down. And, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it does, and he can make beautiful plays from there. He's a great playmaker and can make a great pass to the middle um, guy driving. But, but at some point, he's going to have to drop a shoulder, put his arm out, and and get to the blue paint. Yep. Um, and right now, Keller is not leading the team in goals. That is actually now a stat that belongs to Lawson Kraus, who scored tonight. So let's have our moment of positivity because we've been very negative through 15 minutes. Um, and we're going to. No, it's fine. We need to be. It, it was that was bad. Um, but let's crown our DraftKings King of the Game. And this one goes out to someone who finally broke through the misery slightly and got the Coyotes on the score sheet. And that is Yuso Valamaki, who scored a goal and had four shots on goal in tonight's game. He is our DraftKings King of the Game tonight. Shout out to him, a first timer as King. Um, and at least made it not a shutout. So yeah, he had five attempts on uh, on net. He he tied. Uh, who else had five attempts? Josh Brown and Lawson Kraus both had five attempts at the net. But he he uh, he unfortunately stopped Wedgie's shutout. Unfortunately for Wedgie, um, not for <laughs> not not, um, not for us. So um, congratulations to Valmaki, who, who I thought has been a pretty solid defenseman through through this early part of the season. I, I think he's played well. I think he's a guy they've relied on, and I think he moves the puck and gets up the ice better than than they had anticipated even. Yeah, absolutely. And if you had bet on Valimaki to uh, be an anytime goal scorer, you might have <laughs> run in quite a bit of dough because I don't think we expect to see him on the score sheet every single night. Um, but you can make yourself some money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I did tonight. There was an odds boost on the Thursday night football game. It boosted something from minus 145 to one, plus 100, and I won some money. And you can, too. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's 
simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And this is certainly a game we probably could have used some OGs to get through. Um, And that's right. OGs is officially a partner of the PHNX Coyote Show, which I am so excited about. I don't know what side that was. Chat will have to let us know. Um, But there's some breaking contract news. OGs has agreed to a new deal with PHNX. Terms of the agreement weren't released at the time of the agreement, but sources close to the two sides say we're immensely excited and looking forward to creating more great content between the brands. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary. You must be 21 and over to enjoy. Well, it's time to Wait, welcome do, in. Do they have a stress reliever at all? Uh, absolutely, PD. Okay, just check it. We'll find the one for you. I promise. Okay. Uh, Psy420. Love that, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> let it. Oh, I get it. OG. Good reference. Yeah, love Psy it. Well, now we're going to welcome in to our video podcast, my co-host, because I am the unnamed co-host, but here is Craig Morgan <laughs> live from Mullet Arena. <laughs> that oh, was just... Glow. Wow, okay. Look at the lighting you got today. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's I don't like know. An angel it's the arena. Lighting. Yeah, it's a halo around. <laughs> no, I think you, I have ascended. Yeah, oil on your lens. I've, I've been rewarded for all my years of coverage of the Coyotes. I finally ascended Good to Lord. heaven. <laughs> like we need to reward this guy. I don't know what filter that is, but I like it. Wow. Oh, buddy. Oh, oh buddy. How about this game wow. tonight? Speaking speaking of OGs, <laughs> yeah, did a little digging on that contract. They were mutually uh, mutually agreed to no move clauses for OGs and PHNX. Neither side's going anywhere. We're gonna need yeah, each other to get through this. <laughs> Thank goodness. Exactly. They came in at the perfect time on our show. <laughs> We're stoked. Uh, Craig, we've talked yeah. a lot about the the game already, but I'm curious. Right, so why what... talk about it anymore? <laughs> <laughs> curious what uh, Coach Turney had to say about this one. Well, he had a good quote that's going to be in my story off of this game. He said, we had a chance to be over 500 on this homestand, and apparently nobody was interested in it. <laughs> Something to that effect. I got to get the exact quote. He was not happy after this one. Um, Look, I'm sure you guys have dissected it. Dissected it. There was there were brutal plays in the defensive zone by defensemen and goalies alike. Um, There, there was there was just not much to to talk about in this game. There was it was not a good effort. They weren't ready to go from the drop of the puck, which is really surprising. Because they competed so well, I thought, in the first three games of this homestand, in spite of the fact that the shot totals were a little lopsided. We're going to see that a lot with a team that isn't going to possess the puck a lot and isn't great defensively. But they competed hard in those first three games tonight. Eh? But is it show it, up? Is, is that the difference, though? And, and I guess now that you've said it, because we said the same thing, turnovers, the defensive zone coverage, lethargic start, all of those things were true. But they've given over 30 shots every single game except one against Toronto, and they're in these games. So are we are we relying too much on the goalies? Is it is it sure. putting too much blame on these goaltenders? I, I you know listen you you got to make a save. You're a professional, right? That's your job. And and listen, Connor Ingram getting pulled tonight wasn't all just to to shift momentum. It wasn't all on because the team wasn't ready. He I, he, he could have made a save there too, right? You know that, Petey. Uh, but yeah, these goaltenders are going to be under pressure every game because they're facing just an insane amount of shots. And I, you know, I tweeted this: that they've given up six or more goals in half of their games, half of their games this season. Where's that leading? This is going to be insane this season if they keep giving up goals like that. 
So, yeah, I think the goalies are under pressure, but hell, I, I, the goalies haven't been up to the task a lot of the time, too. So it's it's a total team meltdown in these efforts that we've seen half of the games of the season. Yep. Well, something we haven't talked about yet, and it's coming up a lot in the comments, and <sighs> take a shot for this one. Dylan Gunther, um, this was his ninth game. <laughs> yeah. So it's time to make a decision for general manager Bill Armstrong. Do they send him back? to Edmonton or wherever, if they're going to make a trade in the WHL, do they keep him? Uh, Hugh had a bit of a quiet night tonight. He did have one shot, um, but I guess it didn't register as a shot on goal. I noticed an opportunity at least. Um, 13-23 time on ice tonight, just 16 seconds on the power play. I actually bet him on DraftKings for any time goal scorer because I thought, oh, he's going to really make that push. It's his last showing you know, last potentially. What do you guys think? Stay or go? I know we rehash this every single show, but everyone wants to talk about it. So yeah, all I'm gonna say is that they're gonna talk about it tonight, and they'll they'll obviously make a decision tomorrow because game ten is Saturday in Washington. So they'll make they'll make that decision. And we'll see where it goes. So look, I it, I think you can make arguments on both sides, and we have yeah. made arguments on both yep. sides. <laughs> We talked about it ahead, a lot on our last show. We talked about it a lot and the good to put the positive and negatives. I, I go back to this. This is a team that's not going to score many goals. We've seen it. We've seen how they've struggled for offense. I, I, I don't know, especially with Schmaltz still out of the lineup and you know, somebody else is going to be out of the lineup and, and you, you look at who's the, you know, who's next up in Tucson. It's hard to send offense and goal scoring away. I get it. I get, and I'm the first guy to say over baking and all of those things. Again, I don't have to make the decision. So uh, lucky for me, I don't, but it's hard to give up offense on a team that struggles for offense. And I'm the first guy that said, send them back. And now I'm, yeah. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Here's and the now thing we... too. Go ahead, Leah. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, and now we know that Zach Cassian is going to be out a little bit longer. And I'm not saying that Zach Cassian's role is, you know, elite goal scorer, but he is a forward who they're going to be without at least for that five, the first five of this upcoming road trip um, to yeah. the East. So I don't know if that plays a role either, but they're down another forward on top of Schmaltz. Here's another thing to consider when thinking about Dylan Gunther. Tucson's rolling right now. They've got a really good mix going. And listen, I know it's the, the reality of the AHL that they're going to, you're going to disrupt them all the time. They're, they're a feeder. They're, they're, there to develop players for the NHL level, and I get all that. But I know that they want to establish a bit of a winning culture down there and hopefully have that transport up at some point. Tucson's really playing well right now. Maybe you don't mess with that mix either. And like Petey said, Nick Schmaltz is out. You don't have a lot of offensive options. So I think that's an argument for keeping Dylan Gunther at this point. Yeah, and you look at the Tucson Roadrunner roster, and 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 with Cassian out, they're going to have to call somebody up. They're going on a fourteen game road trip. They got to make here's an interesting get thing. A forward I, up. I, I asked Bill Armstrong about this tonight, and he said Andre likes the eleven seven mix. Jeez. They might they might start the road trip with seven defensemen. And and listen, I I I don't want to criticize the guy too much, but Dyson Mayo made a brutal play. That led to a goal, basically threw yep. the puck right across the slot. I mean, it's, it's a play you can't make at this level, and I don't think he's played well this season. I don't. I guess I don't get why he's got a roster spot cemented right now, even though you know they're down a forward. I, I, I would. I, I'm surprised that they aren't thinking about bringing a forward up from from Tucson. 
Yeah, that is. I think you have to when you're traveling across country. I, 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 with that many games and that many nights on that many that far away, like you're you're going to be three time zones away as of Sunday. Yeah, you're flirting with disaster. Sorry, two time zones away as of Sunday. Three as of Sunday. Oh, I don't even like to think about that. I know I can't. I get confused. I like Pacific time. So you're gonna look at Carconi. You're gonna look at Dauphin. Like Laurent Dauphin. And you're going to have to call. I know, isn't that awesome? He's got five goals, leads the team in goals, but now you're going to break up the chemistry there, and we want them to win down there. So it's tough, but you got to have a forward there. I don't care if he's the 13th guy or the 12th guy. You need another forward on a 14-game trip away from home. they got to have somebody called up. So to go out there without an extra forward and planning to play 7-11, you can even play 7-11, but you better have that extra guy. I I, I don't know. I think there's going to be a call-up from Tucson, but what do I know? You know, now that you guys have enlarged this screen, I can see that it feels like I'm floating on a just it like is. a field of fog, huh? <laughs> I don't know what filter looking. you got there. <laughs> I, don't, I got some... no filter. That's just literally what it, it looks like. Bla- blatantly asinine in the comments said, Craig with a soft focus makes the cold reality of the tank a bit better. <laughs> uh-huh, <that is laughs> we should all do that soft focus. I like that. Craig, uh, I think you good. just need to like rub your camera. I think there's a little yeah, bit of a smudge a on there. Right, let's on let's the rub that. Yeah. A little better. Just, just get it. Just go. <laughs> Whatever. Just go home. Um, well, yeah. Craig, while you're still here, let's end it on a positive note with you. Uh, Matias oh. Michelli, two assists tonight. We've talked a lot about him and how he's looked good so far. So, you know, great to see him be involved on both of the Coyotes' goals tonight. Yeah. I, again, we, we we like a lot of Matias Michelli's game. I like the puck on his stick. I, I really think he can make plays. I also like him in tight spaces. He's really developed that part of his game. The side that I, I think he needs to learn more, and it, it, it's evident he had two assists tonight, but when you play more direct teams, Matias Michelli has to learn probably to may, play a more direct game because you can't be doing some of the dancing and weaving side to side that he does at times. It's When you play teams and when you play – when you play playoffs, if, if the team ever gets to the playoffs, that's the style of play that you're going to see. At some point, he's going to do that. But I'd, I don't want to detract from what he's done because I think he's looked really good. He's actually surprised me with how well he's played. Hey, look, he's a high-skill offensive guy that can distribute the puck extremely well. We saw it in Tucson. He's doing the same thing here. To Craig's point, and we talk about shot attempts, not just shot on goals, but shot attempts means you tried. It got blocked. It missed the net. You tried to shoot. You know how many he had tonight? Shot attempts? Zero. Yeah. Zero, not hmm. one, not one attempt at the net. And, and that's to your point. I think right now, maybe he's deferring and trying to make that play and trying to make the extra pay, play and trying to make that pass. And, and it, there comes a point, and Christian Fisher said it when he was on this show, when you're younger, you feel like you have to do that. You have to look for the better. You got to give the puck to somebody else. At some point, you got to go, no, I want the puck, and I'm going to try to make an offensive play, and I'm going to try to shoot the score. Michelli will do that. He's still young and he's still deferring. He's still trying to make those plays and he's trying to make the pretty play to a more senior member of this team, you know, and, and I think that'll change the more games he plays and, and somebody has got to tell him, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. Kid's a hell of a player. And this is a good stepping stone in his career, but, but at some point he's going to have to start um, trying to get some pucks on that. Well, Craig, we'll let you go. So you don't have to talk about this one anymore. Cause I know you're working on a story that will go up on go page next Dot com. So enjoy your your brief ride back, and then uh, you're hitting the road with the Coyotes for a small portion of this very long road trip. So yeah, not the first two stops, but yeah, I'll be in New York. And right now, I'm actually yeah, St. Peter's calling me. I, I'm a sent. Look at that. Right now, <laughs> guys. Hi guys. There's this glow. I don't know what it is. I'll be searching oh, the need, filters for like, the next show. Oh, 
Alex. It's been nice working with you guys. (laughs) Goodbye, Craig. Goodbye, pleasure. Goodbye forever. (laughs) Goodbye, Craig. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, you can read Craig's takeaways from tonight's game and this week on gophnx.com. I know he's working on that. He's always working on something, and you can read it all at gophnx.com by becoming a member. Becoming a member also gets you access to our members-only Discord as well as first access to all of our events. And tomorrow, there's an event, and there's still a couple of tickets available. Plus, on P- at phnx underscore suns, they're giving away tickets. So check that out as well. But there is a Suns takeover tomorrow. That's Friday for the game against the Trailblazers. Um, you can get your tickets. They're, it's going to start at the Ainsworth across from the Footprint Center. You get a ticket to the game against the Trailblazers, two free beers, and all-you-can-eat buffet giveaways and more. So act fast. There's only a couple left. This deal is amazing. Literally $75 for all of that. You can buy your tickets in the link in our description below. So definitely take that opportunity. And, PD, early on, someone noticed your shirt, said, drink beer. I know, is, I tried to get it right at the line, drink beer, yeah, and I've got perfect. the matching wow right here, too. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Look at that. And I love um, matching wow. <laughs> so, yeah, whether you think. whether you go for OGs for this one or a Four Peaks beer, we're lucky to have Four Peaks beer as our partner and we drink are. beer. Do you hear my cat, by the way, like yelling in the background? Okay. Nobody did, but now you all are aware of it. Um, but, oh, I did hear you <laughs> opening yeah. that can, though. ASMR. Love that. Um, check out Four Peaks for the World Cup because uh, Four Peaks mm. is we're teaming up with Four Peaks to host all the U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check the link in our show notes to register for free. It's a free event. You must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks and enjoy it responsibly. And I usually say that um, the, the wow the joy bus wow is my daytime beer but i wanted to match my shirt so i went with the, the, the it's great wow anytime to be you know what? it actually is I'm, I'm surprising citrus taste is actually enjoying that late at night so <laughs> well, this is late at night for me 10 12 is really late for me <laughs> i know it's way past your bedtime yeah, well in this game tonight we saw that unfortunate play by veggie at the beginning of the third period that led to a goal on an empty net 27 seconds in and we saw a lot of calls on Twitter and in our members only discord for us to bring back knee hockey highlights. And unfortunately we are not in the studio tonight. So we were unable to do a reenactment, but lucky for us in the archives, we have this replay. That was a very similar situation. <laughs> yeah. But before we run it, we, we, we don't, unfortunately we don't have access to the Bally's highlights because turns out, they won't let us use them. So we had to come up with creative ways to tell what happened in the game. So this is from last year, our our own interpretation, but I promise you it is almost exactly the same exact play as what happened tonight. So roll it, Sean. <laughs> Vimelka goes out to the corner to get the puck. He looks up the ice. Right to Patrick Brown, who puts it in the net. Oh we my need God. To see, we need to see that again. <laughs> Let's see it That's again. So Slow it down. He looks up the ice right oh, up the middle of the ice. No, right on and Brown the... puts it in the net. Unbelievable. Really decision making right here. That is just <laughs> right on the tape poor. and right in the It net. was. It was right on the tape, too. No, I, I don't know if he didn't see him. 
I think he's a righty, by the way, Petey. So I'm not sure you went to the right hand there. Okay, but how is it almost exactly the same play? Same play. Same play. Replace the name and you got watch it. how long he held on to the puck. Like, like, like he's just waiting for him to get wait, I'll wait till he gets closer to the net. I'm gonna wait till he gets right in the slot. Well, I don't know. I was it was bizarre. It was bizarre. We'll bring back more knee hockey highlights this season, I promise you. Um, and by the way, Mike said it's 115 here. I'm a sucker for PHNX. We appreciate you, Mike, Thanks, so man. much for staying up. I don't stay up till 115. That's late. <laughs> I know, <laughs> unless you have to for mm-hmm. our late night. We got some 8 p.m. games on the. Games. I know. There's an 831 against Anaheim. Good grief. <laughs> oh Thanks, goodness. Mike. Yeah. But appreciate you. Thank you all for being here, by the way. Uh, hit the like button while you're here watching us live on YouTube. And if you're listening on audio, subscribe and leave us a review. Just throwing that in there. So, yeah, it wasn't the uh, the most pretty game for the Coyotes. I think this one is one that we all just wanted to end so we can turn the page to the next one they got to be better against the capitals coming up here let's take a look at the upcoming schedule the the next couple games not the giant one uh we got washington on saturday and then it's to sean's hometown of buffalo on tuesday to the islanders to the devils these are all teams that have been playing really well that next week is going to be a bit of a concern um, Buffalo, the Islanders, and the Devils all playing really well right now. So it's not going to get any easier. I really hope that they're able to turn the page. And again, let's just reemphasize it's a rebuild, it's a tank, blah, blah, blah. But I'd rather watch a 3-2 overtime loss or a 3-2 regulation loss than a 7-2 loss. So you look at those games coming up. Rain and- it in a little. The, the the you know you look at Washington Stanley Cup in their history here you got Ovechkin they're the lowest seeded team of the four they're playing Buffalo Islanders and Jersey are all in a playoff spot right now Jersey is in first place in the Metropolitan like uh oh uh oh like this is the this is not going to be an easy trip and it's fourteen games and you start off with these four teams for your first four uh oh. They're gonna have to be better. They're gonna have to. Goaltending's gonna have to be better, and they're gonna have to manage the puck better. Or this is going to be absolute misery. And we saw this last year. Remember, they went on that one trip, and you go, "Uh oh," where they were giving up a bundle of goals. I, let's hope it's not this one. Let's hope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's hope because it's a long road ahead. And now let's look at the longest road that we will see for the Coyotes this the road season. Trip. The road trip. The Coyotes 14 game road trip and no, they will not be on the road this entire time. They will make a couple pit stops back here in Arizona, but it doesn't take away from the fact that they will not be back at mullet until December 9th, which is over a month from now. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this amazing map that Sean created. So shout out Sean, but 14 games on the road, a PD. I don't think you've ever been a part of anything like this. Like, how do you prepare for this the, the, mentally? The hardest, thing, the hardest thing for me isn't like, like 14 games is a lot, but you look at the map, look at like, a, uh, look at the mileage, North America to the Southwest up to the Northwest. Like, you know how hard that is on your body. I mean, that it's many not in order. Almost... Like, like, no, it's horrific. <laughs> Look at the numbers. It's oh, sixth game in Vegas, the eleventh game Six, in, seven, eight in LA, Vegas, Nashville, Carolina. Like what? Like what? 
it makes it makes no sense. This is a really really hard schedule. This is going to be tough mental challenge, not just for the players but the coaches, the staff. Like this is really hard. They are going to try to come home, I believe, uh, at least twice on this trip to to see their family and do their dry cleaning. But even then, when you you know when you're gone from home for five or six days and you come home for one day, you know how much shit you got to do. Yeah. Like you can't get it all done in one day. I always then, feel like when I take a vacation, I need an extra day at the yes. end just to get my life together. So they'll come home, they'll put their stuff in the laundry, they'll get it out and they'll put it right back in the suitcase and they'll go again the next day. This is going to be really hard. I'm really concerned to see where they're going to be standing in the standings. Well, um, after the, these 14 games, because it's, it's, this is tough. This is daunting. And, and unfortunately they're looking at it just what you did. They looked at the map, they looked at the schedule and they're all going, Oh my God. Like this, this is going to be difficult and that gets in your head. And we talk about the time zones and you get tired and it's hard. Like we said, their body's going to think when they wake up in Washington at eight o'clock in the morning, their body's going to think it's five. I don't know. And then they'll this be there for good. daylight savings. So yeah, I don't know oh if boy. that will help coming back or what, because it, it'll be a little less, but yeah, it's not, it's not looking good. The road ahead is looking tough. Um, but Speaking of looking, Petey, what did you think of the orange reverse retros in action tonight? Like genuinely, honestly, honest. Honest? I don't yeah. love them. I don't love them. But again, I don't think I'm their target market. And I'll tell you my biggest problem with them. I think it's because I'm old and I can't <laughs> see very good. I don't like dark numbers on dark jerseys. The Calvary Flames have black on red. I, I I can't see the numbers. I was watching TV, that dark color on that dark orange. I couldn't see the numbers. I put white on there just for me. Like maybe, maybe next year design it for, for Petey so he can see. I, I guess it's the unique. only one. Espo it's said interesting. that too. It's unique. It's interesting. I, I guess, you know, it's going to be. I didn't love the purple at first either, and I grew to love it. So I'm sure I will do the same with the orange. I just had a hard time with the numbers. Leah, what was your thoughts on okay, the orange crush? So my thought is I really like them when they released them, and we, I saw the photo. I didn't love how they looked on TV from the above shots. They, I don't know if it's because the lighting also in mullet is a little bit different on TV than a regular NHL arena. Um, but when they would show the ice level cameras and they were skating by, I thought they looked really good. Better. Um, yeah, the color So yeah, right. maybe in person they were better if you were at the game. Let us know in the chat what you thought. I agree. I think a lot of people, like the purple ones were elite and a lot of people loved them. Um, wasn't a great debut for them to lose 7-2. And I actually went back and looked up their record in the purple jersey. So with the purple and this tonight, they are now two, three, and one in the reverse retros. So not a fabulous record in the reverse retros so far, but I don't know. I would like to see them in person. I can't fully judge by seeing them on TV, but I don't know. Against yeah. playing against a team in bright green and white, like it just yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah, You know what? You guys did. I missed the whole reverse retro show where you guys went in and did your whole ratings on all of the the, the sweaters but it's not on the top of my list I, I i do like it i do like the jersey i do like it I did just, you see the buffalo sabers in their yes. white yeah Aggressive. sean 
aggressive. nodding. <laughs> the Rangers wore their third tonight. That was a different color blue. I really like that. And I told you I like the seals. And the, I know. I wish you were there because we would have fought on our the on seals. Our yeah, but I but again I saw the seals because there was a seven team from the seventies, like the California. Yeah, seals, and you hated color. the it. Florida Panthers one. Yeah, and the Sean Panthers. and I. And Sean and I loved it, which I think also shows a generational difference. Generational problem. Yeah. I guess you wear it to the beach. I don't know if you put it on ice for a game. Sean is abusing the PHNX Sports uh, (laughs) YouTube account. Get off there. They were filthy. (laughs) They were. They were were amazing. Well, they're great. So we'll see. I I don't know when they wear them again. I'm sure you've got a schedule somewhere, but um, it it is somewhere. I did tweet it once. I can go back and find it. Um, But yeah, night one. Hopefully their next wearing of them. It's not that brutal of a loss. Again, we don't mind losses. We just want close games. And tonight was not that. It just was not that fun to watch. Luckily, the Tucson Roadrunners are on Fuego right now. They've won five straight. Um, we already touched on them a little bit earlier, but it's it's really great to see them having success. And, you know, the formula for a rebuilding team is a bad NHL squad and a good AHL squad because those are the guys who are going to come up. We saw it happen with Tampa Bay, how many of those guys played on their AHL team. So really great for Tucson to have this hot start. And we're going to hopefully catch up with them on an upcoming episode of Down the I-10. So definitely stay tuned for that because they've had a lot of success. Yeah, and that's fun. And that's why we want to keep them together. That's why we got to watch the injuries here at the big club. And, you know, San Jose got a point tonight. Yeah, Seattle also, won, also, won. how about the 8-5 Canucks over uh, Anaheim? 8-5. Wow. Wow, that's, that's a lot of goals. Wild. So, yep. yeah, well, uh, the standings are... We're not quite ready to start to looking at the standings because we're like 10 or 11 games in. So. Yeah, we're, we're, doing, we're taking peaks. We're taking peaks. It's a little peaks. early. I think this 14-game road yes. trip, too, will really uh, cement yes. the Coyotes' place. You know, they, and if you saw, we tweeted from the Beat account the other day, the Coyotes hovering near the near the Colorado Avalanche in the standings, kind of waving hello. I don't think we're going to see that for much longer. <laughs> yeah. um, we yeah, can enjoy so. it for a moment. signs signs of what's to come hopefully um but yeah and a lot of people said it to you on twitter and in the chat and in the discord the coyotes were destined to lose this game tonight pd do you know why i think i do would you like to say why don't you tell us because the punch card said so um the punch card does the punch (laughs) card the rules all and the pattern simply would not allow for a win it had to be a loss which means we're looking at a loss in Washington, but a win in Buffalo. I don't know. That might be be wishful thinking looking ahead, but we made it to line two of the punch card. God, there's a lot of hockey left. There's that's just the one thing about this <laughs> punch card, it just makes that? you go, you just make you look at this and you just go, Oh my goodness, there's a lot of hockey left. And it, it's after games like this that you say that they go, Oh my. Like, I don't know if I can take that many games of this kind of hockey. So they'll get better. They're a better team than that. They've showed it over the the last week. They can play better than this. They just have to start on time. And that when they don't start on time and they get behind two, three early, this is what you get. And it's happened too many times in the first five games. And now we saw it creep into their game at home, which is unfortunate. Yep, it is unfortunate. It's unfortunate that they're not going to be at home until December 9th. But you can buy tickets to 
that game, which is against the Bruins who have been hot um, or any of the other home games because because they're on the road this much means they're going to be home a lot in the second half of the season. They play 41 home games no matter what. They'll finally be in the annex, which hopefully we'll get a peek at. It's a, supposed to be really, really nice. And if you want to go to the Coyotes games or any other games, Cardinals game this weekend against the Seahawks, you got uh, Suns coming up, tons of stuff. Check out game time. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them. Last minute, I've seen incredibly cheap tickets on there for Coyotes games. So check them out, especially on the day of games or events. It's crazy, but I promise you, you will save the most money. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description to scroll on down and YouTube and audio and click the link to buy your tickets. Petey, anything else you want to talk about? 71 to go. How many size? Somebody tell me. It's a lot. There were- <laughs> A lot. Oh I, and I wish that we were uh, watching together because I'm sure you had many during the game. Yeah, and, and we will be. I, I think there's a rumor we're back in the studio on we Saturday. Are. We are back in the studio Saturday. So looking forward to that one. Um, miss watching games with you guys. And we're going to have uh, Craig with us because the, the Coyotes are back on the road. So he yeah. is with us for now. He is hitting the road next week. So obviously always follow along with Craig. And We'll hopefully have news about Dylan Gunther either tomorrow or Saturday or Saturday at the latest. We'll know whether he stays or whether he goes. So we'll talk about that as soon as we know. We promise we're actually going to be off tomorrow, but we will be live again Saturday after the Capitals game. So stay here on the PageNet Sports YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell, subscribe so you never miss a live show. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your audio podcasts as well. We had an interview with Scott Wedgwood yesterday. So it was really great to catch up with him. Um, the story of his, behind his mask was hilarious. Um, so we're always great catching up with him. And then obviously we saw him get the win tonight. So even though it sucked the way the game went, always happy to see you know a good guy and a former Coyote do well. So check that out with Wedgie. You can follow each of us on Twitter at SPetersHockey. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. You can follow Sean at Sean underscore to pause. Of course, follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan, and you can follow PHNX Coyotes at PHNX underscore Coyotes. And lastly, follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Live chat. Thank you for being here. I love reading everyone's comments. The Discord, you're amazing. Everyone on Twitter, amazing. And uh, we'll get through this together. <laughs> Coyotes fans, we will. We promise. Till then, enjoy the rest of your evening, everyone, and we'll see you on Saturday.